Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Draft Prep Jacob Campbell, Illinois, and asked me questions if I was confusing. Today's draft prep look is shopping local. Jacob Campbell, an Illinois catcher. I will get to him a bit more later, but there are two starting points before I really get to Jacob Campbell. One of them is the reduction long-term in the size of the draft and why I don't personally like it. Now, it's not going to matter for you. It's not going to matter for a lot of the players. It just isn't. But as far as from my perspective, I have a specific reason I don't like the shrinking of the draft. It's not going to make a huge difference. But I don't like it. It's kind of like, you know, when you, you finally get used to a slogan, a, a symbol in front of a building, and then they change the symbol. It's like, why did you change the symbol? I just got used to the other thing. I just started to like it. Sometimes things change, and just simply for a reason, you don't like it. And there's another thing after that that I'll discuss. The 40-round draft, as you may or may not know, Teams will usually sign about 25, 30 players, something like that. So you end up having that batch of players. Maybe it'll be 14, 15 guys. Maybe it'll be 22 guys. Yeah, you just don't know. Teams are going to draft players that they're not going to sign. They draft them, and they know that they're not going to sign them. But... They're going to draft them anyway because they can draft them through the entire signing negotiating period. They can take all the time they want. They are the only team that can sign them, and they can pick their brains a little bit. Is this a guy we're going to want in three years? Maybe yes, maybe no. Nobody else can poach him. They can interview him. It'll probably be a player who has a decent college commitment, and is planning on honoring said commitment unless there's a huge signing bonus. But if you're looking at a player getting drafted in the 30th round, there's not going to be a large signing bonus. There's just not. They'll bounce numbers back and forth. So can you sign for, uh, let's see, the minimum is uh, $150,000 before we have to have money tacked on, Would you or 125 or whatever it is. Would you sign for $170,000? Uh, no, I think I'll go to college. Thank you very much, though. But at least you can banter back and forth and find out, is this the type of guy that we would want in three years when he becomes draft eligible again? Sometimes it'll be yes. Sometimes it'll be no. In the grander scheme of things, it's really not that important. But as far as for me, it tells me, which guys going into college were good enough for a team to decide, 
we're going to waste a draft pick on this guy to see if we can get him to see if we can troll sign him into an absurdly low amount of money. Sometimes it works. Sometimes a high school senior is expected to be very much interested in going to a particular college, but when it gets down to the brass tacks and the team asks, so are you really interested in going to school? No, I'm not. I want to play pro baseball right now, and they can sign him for a reasonable amount. Sometimes it happens. Usually it doesn't. But in the cases when it doesn't, when I do draft research three years later, I get to see this player was drafted in the 37th round by the Colorado Rockies or in the 32nd round by the Phillies. And I get to think, oh, okay, with that information going into college, somebody thought he was good. For me, an absolutely selfish personal thing, I kind of like the 40-round draft because teams have the opportunity to burn some picks on players they're not going to sign. And I have no problem with that. I'm good with that. It helps my draft research. As such, I kind of like the 40-man draft. One other thing to keep in mind about Jacob Campbell, before we even talk about Jacob Campbell, is player development. Sometimes you look at a player's numbers and they are completely unspectacular. However, there are numerous players who had relatively unsubstantial Wow, let's try that word again. Unsubstantial numbers. I almost sounded like I was talking about uh, criminal minds and an unsub. Uh, unsubstantial numbers. But with a particular hitting coach, an organization that properly tends to players who are developing as hitters, if the player ends up in the proper system with the proper hitting guru, a player that doesn't hit all of a sudden figures it out. Sometimes that happens. Normally, not so much, but the better your organization is at developing players who should be able to hit and haven't yet been able to hit, if you're good at getting the light bulb to go on, that pays off in October eventually. Usually. So, I like for the 40-round draft because... Players get drafted that aren't going to get drafted if the draft drops to 20 rounds. And player development is very important when talking about when a player should be drafted or might be drafted or which team ought to draft them. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. I try to put quality and effort into each episode to provide information you won't necessarily get as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might enjoy this sort of information delivery service on Deep Dive Cub stuff, send them a link of an episode that might resonate with them. Not sure this would it be it, but you know your friends better than I do. Hitting like, share, follow, retweet, subscribe. All of those are also appreciated. Ask if you need assistance on sharing. 
Much of this podcast is assessing value. As you assess the value this podcast provides you, most podcast delivery systems allow a link for you to contribute to the podcast in the fashion that is most applicable. Thanks for any and all levels of support. Jacob Campbell is a six-foot right-handed, right-handed catcher. He will be 21.0 on draft day. I want to hold that number in mind a little bit. Janesville Craig is his high school. Janesville, Wisconsin. Craig, I, I didn't see what Craig was named for. I should probably know that. Seeing, uh, well, um, I should probably know that. Craig has kicked out a number of professional players recently, possibly tending toward catchers. Uh, last year they had a guy who was drafted out of oh, some Midwestern college that had ten- attended Craig. Uh, Janesville Craig is probably a silent um, baseball factory. In Janesville. That's probably, if you're in the Janesville area, Janesville Craig may well be the school to attend. I don't know. Actually, Jane, uh, the state of Wisconsin has gotten a whole lot better at foot, uh, at baseball recently. I really can't explain it. Jordan Kalenich is from Wisconsin. Uh, boy, there's another person who I was looking at within the last... Is it Alex Benellis is from Wisconsin? I think it's Benellis is from Wisconsin. It makes no sense. Why are such good baseball players coming out of the state of Wisconsin? That's not supposed to happen. I don't know. Um, Northern Illinois bias coming through, apparently. Um, The Cubs drafted Campbell in the 36th round in 2018, which tells me two things. Coming out of Janesville Craig, going to Illinois, Jacob Campbell was of interest to pro organizations. Otherwise, the Cubs wouldn't have drafted him. They'd have drafted some other high school senior that they weren't going to sign. But 26 rounds, and also it means that the Cubs do know he exists. At 21 this season, unless Campbell has a horrible campaign in 2022, which I doubt would happen. When I say the 21-year-old date, that's his date on the date of the July draft. Uh, not not right now. Um, unless Campbell has a horrible season, he would probably have some reason to go pro after his junior year because once you start getting to the 22 years old on draft day, then a lot of organizations will start to think, Oh, that guy's kind of old. There's no point in drafting him. We're not going to be able to turn anything out of him. That's the mindset. I'm not saying I agree with it. That's the mindset. Campbell, 2019, 33 games, uh, 97 at-bats, 2 home runs, 11 RBIs, 8 walks, 28 strikeouts, 196 batting average, 585 OPS, as per usual, I toss in the caveat. I mentioned batting average and OPS because I consider both old school and avant-garde fans legitimate. Both of you, you exist. Both of you, the other side exists. 
2020, 12 games, 35 at-bats, no home runs, 7 RBIs, 3 walks, 13 strikeouts, 200 batting average, 578 OPS. Nothing jumps out. Nothing jumps out. One thing I will say about the 2019 Illini squad, I followed them somewhat carefully as they reached the field of 64. They had a three-headed catching scenario. One of the three catchers was left-handed. One of them was a senior. And frankly, right without looking, without doing that level of homework, I can't remember if the left-hander and the senior were the same guy. They might well have been. But they had three catchers. They, they'd all play a bit. Campbell and the senior were the primaries. Uh, but it was definitely a timeshare. It would depend upon this, that, and the other thing. The senior hit better than Campbell did. When it got to a point where it was seventh inning, Illini trying to hang on to a lead, perhaps they'd pinch hit for one of the other catchers. Campbell would be the guy they would like to have finish off the game. Campbell was the guy who defensively, calling games, all that kind of stuff. Without having anyone tell me that, thinking that was probably the case, I never had any cases where, ooh, that surprised me. I would have thought they would have brought in Campbell, but they brought in the other guy. No, when it was that time, they would bring in Campbell any time that I remember. I Again, a lot of college baseball information is you hear something, it rattles around, you don't necessarily have it written down on a sheet of paper with documentation and uh, you know triplicate forms and all that kind of stuff. I think that the Illini are a bit more prone to letting the catcher call his own game with the pitcher. If you watch a college game, most of the time, the catcher will look over to the manager, look at a wristband on his wrist, and based on what the manager or the pitching coach, whichever one, flashes, he looks down, okay, this pitch is going to be a curveball or a fastball. The pitch is often selected by the bench for the pitcher. With Jacob Campbell, with the Illini, that happens less than at most schools. I'm not going to say the catchers call all their games. Hey, if somebody from Illinois listening wants to correct me on it, fire away. I'd be happy to admit that I was uh, somewhat in error. But I do think that catchers at Illinois, more than at most schools, the catchers are allowed to call their own game. So in Jacob Campbell, what you have is the given is the glove. He is solid defensively. He calls a good game. <laughs> like I said, uh, the arm seems to be there. The question is the bat. As you track 2021 information on Jacob Campbell and the Illini, how's Jacob Campbell's bat coming along? That's going to be a huge question. He should be drafted in 2021. If he hits, 
he should be a reasonably early selection. Now, what, what is meant by reasonably early selection? How good is his bat doing? Seriously. Some teams are going to expect more offense from a catcher. Some teams are more tolerant of less from a catcher offensively. But again, so many of the teams, once a player becomes a professional athlete, there's a whole lot more time to learn how to hit. To learn how to hit behind runners. To learn how to do all that kind of stuff the professionals have to do. As I was mentioning a couple nights ago, or was it last night? Ranier Quintero, a recent Cubs international signing, was sent to instructional ball. He is doing all the catching that isn't in games. He's learning. He's going out to the bullpen. He's getting used to all the pitchers. But they're not confident enough to use him in games yet, which is fine because he's 17 years old. There's no worries there. With Jacob Campbell, he will create his own playing time, or lack thereof, based on how well he does offensively and defensively as a catcher. You got to look at the numbers. And you have, if you're, the secondary numbers also are going to matter. What is his exit velocity and all that kind of stuff. Now, the normal baseball fan isn't probably going to have that sort of information. But you can do a reasonably decent proxy job of if he's hitting well against the Big Ten, which is a good, though nowhere near elite, baseball conference. That's reason enough to draft Jason Jacob Campbell reasonably early. As often is the case, I checked Campbell's Twitter feed. A decent amount of players that he'd played with somewhere along the line. Jack Blomgren, who was with Michigan, got drafted in the fifth round. That was way up there on Campbell's Twitter feed. Uh, Luis Robert stuff. Lou Boudreau stuff. Boudreau has Cubs and Illinois history in his past. Um, I guess you say rest in peace, even though it's been a long time since he's uh, since he passed on. Um, not a whole lot to gather from Campbell's uh, Twitter feed, but he certainly doesn't seem like a bad dude or anything like that. Catching is about more than OPS. As a deep dive either Cubs fan or baseball fan, you know that already. You knew that already. Nonetheless, Campbell, if he hits, will get drafted. If he gets drafted, if he gets a proper bonus offer, he'll sign. And if he signs, he'll have his chance to move up pipeline, the pipeline and do whatever he's going to do. As a draft concern. The question is, in which round should he be selected? 
And that's the one that we all get to fight over. Um, I don't know what it's going to be. Jacob Campbell will be drafted. He will sign at some point, preferably after the July draft. And I wish him well. The fun part of being who I am is I don't have to say I wish him well if he gets drafted by the Cubs again. I wish him well regardless. Because he kind of seems like a cool dude. And if a guy's kind of a cool dude and he's from the and the Cubs drafted him and he went to Illinois, I'm a root for him. I don't care who drafts him. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs go. And be nice to people.